We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. At a frat party, she's like, I'm going to be the best fuck you ever had. And I'm like, there's no way you're not right about that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I am a virgin. What's up, guys? It's Hannah Dickinson. Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. It's about to be Halloween. The Halloween candy is out. They have the pumpkins. Oh, man, I love those pumpkins. Those little marshmallow pumpkins. So good. Yeah, no one really likes those. you got to have an acquired taste, but it's kind of like the dudes I like. No one really wants them, and I'm here for it. So love those marshmallow. I don't even, they're not even marshmallow pumpkins. They're like the candy corn thick pumpkins. You know what I'm talking about. Really gross. Get in your teeth. Woo. Stay for days. Get a little pumpkin between the two. Three days later, you're like, hmm, what's that little sweet thing? And it's a piece of that candy corn pumpkin. Yum. This weekend I went to the Hamptons. It was pretty cool. I love the Hamptons, man. Every time I go to a new place that has a beach, I'm like, I want to live here. Like first time I went to Miami, I was like, I'm going to get a house in Miami. And then the Hamptons. I'd gone out once, but I never stayed at the Hamptons at someone's house. I never had, like, a real Hampton experience. I kind of just had sex in a motel the last time I went to the Hamptons with a guy who dumped me. But um, immediately after, we didn't even have sex. We just, like, you know, swallowed his cum. Sorry, that's gross. Whatever. We don't need to get into it. The past is the past. Let's move on. Uh, Yeah, so it was my first experience in the Hamptons, and I was like, shit, I need to go home and go get rich like I need to go make more money because I just want a house in the Hamptons now but the only thing about the Hamptons is the people there are rich but they're also they are snooty as fuck like we're at this pizza place and I was waiting for my friends to get out of the car and I was texting my friend and this woman in a Prius was like um are you taking a photo of my license plate and I didn't even know she was talking to me because I was texting and she's like excuse me excuse me do not take a photo of my license plate and I look at her I go why would I do that 
I'm like, what shit are you hiding? What kind of drugs are in the back where you think that I'm fucking taking a picture of your license plate? Because if it was a guy, I could understand. Maybe she'd be like nervous. Maybe she's had a bad experience with a guy. Maybe a guy's followed her home. Maybe she's been mugged. It felt very odd to me that she was so, she was so pissed. And that's where her mind jumped. And I was like, I, I was so thrown off because I was like, who, why would I take a photo of your license plate? I guess she thought I looked so poor I'd follow her home and steal her shit. But at the same time, if I'm gonna take a picture of someone's license plate, follow them home and steal their shit, I'm not gonna do it in a Prius. There were G-Wagons in that parking lot, okay? There were Lamborghinis. I'm not gonna go to the Prius and be like, yeah, let's go to that single family home. Uh-uh, sister. Maybe I'll steal a 30-inch TV. Relax, get over yourself. Whatever, woman, I'm not taking a picture of your license plate and I'm certainly not following you home because you are not someone I've had sex with. Anyway, uh, my, my guest today, I'm so excited. And I know I say this every week, but this guy, comedian Osama Siddiqui, he is so funny. Just, and the nicest guy in the world. And his laugh throughout the podcast, I even cut down some of his laugh because I was like, Osama, you're laughing too long. And this is, you know, it feels like me keeping it in would be like, sucking my own dick so he's just such his energy is just so nice and he was just on america's got talent and he called he, i don't know he got in trouble for saying using the word tramp and heidi klum in the same sentence which look she's hot enough to be a tramp i'm not saying she is but she's definitely hot enough to be one so i would take that as a compliment anyway let's get into it there's no age. What the fuck is up, though? <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Hannah with no age. Why is that such a... It just feels like a minority move, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm my not. parents have to give me diversity somehow. You know what I mean? They knew I was going into the film industry. <laughs> I came out of the womb and they were like, this girl's going to be a star. We got to make her one. <laughs> what if we did five N's instead of two? <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird. It's like when you that that Caitlyn with K I I T L Y N N, and it's like, bitch, are you on drugs? You know, like, yeah. you do meth only. <laughs> so that's what it is. It's like it's like it's like too much variation to be comfortable with. Yeah, I think my parents just like got lazy. Well, they almost named me <laughs> Bell. Just, oh my god! I'm like, I can't Bell have Bell. No e. <laughs> you know. <laughs> just yeah, I'm like, I can't have a full name have Dick and Bell in it. That's like too crazy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Balls Dickinson. What are y'all doing? Go. No, my, my grandfather's name is legitimately Harry Dickinson. Or was. He died of embarrassment. Oh, my God. He died by suicide. By yeah. suicide. Great guy, though. Great guy. What's Great. up? How are you? And by the way, so I'm already recording. We just so get into it. Already. The bar for what content is is so low now. It's just, hey, Balls Grandpa? Yeah, Patreon subscribe. Yeah, you know exactly. No, like, what people are down to listen to for hours, it has no, you realize that it's just, let me not think about my own death. So anything, anything in my face, balls, hairy, Hannah puns, whatever it is, put it in me. Yeah, I mean, I, cause you know, when, before I started this podcast, I was like, oh, I should listen to a lot of podcasts to like figure yeah. out like what kind of style I want, whatever. I was so fucking bored with all of them. Not yours, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> no, but I'm like, um, no one really talks about anything. Everyone's like, well, today I had cereal. I'm like, all right, I guess we're all just we're okay. All just but then shit. the cereal goes into a pedophile riff about Captain Crunch. You know, that's you gotta start at the cereal to get to the to the pedophile stuff. Exactly. You get it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm with you. I think podcasts in general are are not super fun. 
uh, the podcast, anything that I, we try to do is always just like in your face, stupid. So it's like, if, if, you, if you don't understand it, it's just like more than just like, so once you start comedy, take us back. I, anytime a comic tells me to take it back, I'm like, dude, I can't tell you about my fucking origin story. Cause comics have the worst origin story. It's never like a vat of liquid that you fall into or some sh cool shit like that. It's always like, well, you know, I went to a mic and I had some jokes and it's pretty cool. And now I'm fucking Brad. It's like, dude, fuck you, right? So most of these podcasts, I don't even know what this podcast is about. I, I think we're, well, you didn't we're listen? talking. You didn't I it? have no idea. Is this astrology? Are we doing astrology? No. I'm a Pisces. I, so I like to get into the shit, you know? I like to get into secrets. And I obviously, oh, I okay. spell T. Let's ruin careers. Let's do this. <laughs> Which comics do you hate exactly? First and last name, go. No, you know what's funny? So, oh, I meant to send you this before, but I'm like, Usama is like quick enough where like he can figure right. it out in two seconds. But one of the things I have yeah. is like crazy bitch of the week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got some crazy bitches of the week. Well, this week, this guy who's a comic, we used to date. First and last name, Hana. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll cut it. <laughs> his that. name, his name rhymes with Flevin Flarps. Okay, <laughs> so I'm gonna say. <laughs> well, so I had him on my first podcast, and we were like kind of seeing sure. each other virtually. You know, we were been friends, sexual, whatever. Right, right, right. He came on my podcast after asking me to have phone sex right before the podcast. <laughs> this is your first guest. Yes. I'm about to look this up. Hold up. No, 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 no. He uh, he didn't send me the audio because mine was uh, fucked. So he's like, I'll record it and send it to you. So then mid-podcast, he drops, he has another girlfriend. He's, like, talking. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? I mean, this is a good podcast. I mean, no. that's a good that's a good Right? Podcast. But then he wouldn't send it to me because he's like, I listened back and I sounded too much like an asshole, so I can't send it to you. What dude comic sounds like asshole on podcast? Is that news? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so then I brought my friend on and we were talking shit, but I bleeped his name out. Sure. And then he told the girl he's seeing now about me and she stalked me and listened to my podcast and found the episode and sent it to him. So he <laughs> called me this weekend and yelled at me and was like, you're not fucking Taylor Swift. And I was like- Can you, can you tell Mark Norman to chill out? I mean, I'm just saying, that's wild. Then again, I think every comic relationship I've ever heard about has ended in what, California wildfire. You know, it's, <laughs> it's never, it's a raised ground. Everyone's dead. I've never seen, except with me, um, comics who can dismount in a healthy way. Because they're also fucking, um, you know, angry. Narcissistic, angry. They, they try to subjugate the person they're involved with. And uh, the, it's a lot of ego-based shit, right? And uh, I'll see it too, like in uh, comic relationships when they're in the same room and the other person's killing. I can see the comic in the back. Boy, boy or girl, doesn't matter. Just fuming. Just, I hate that this person's doing well. And especially that person didn't do as well before. And you could see them like, heh, heh. You know, like just yeah. totally, heh, 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 great job, babe. But very much there's not a ounce of uh, empathy or anything like that. So comic relationships in general, 90% are explosive in my opinion. Except for yours. I'm very good at um, being chill and then not having ego with the stuff. You, I know a, co a couple comics you've been with. Come on, Sam. You're, like, <laughs> you're a little charmer. That's what it is. You're so fucking charming you that know, it's like I, hard to be you, mad at because you're like, I hey, mean, how are you? And someone's like, wait, you were inside of me and now you're being nice to me? This feels manipulative. And I love how observant you are. It's so chill. 
<laughs> no, but like you are such a nice guy and like charming. Yeah. That it's like, I can't imagine ever being mad at you. Really. Well, I, it's it's not charm in the sense that I'm trying to do anything besides give good energy. That's also all it is. We're just like, sex is awesome. You're hot. Let's fuck. Yes. Down. Okay, we're good. There's no like, you're mine now. You belong. Property was Hama. Or all that bullshit of like, oh, you fucked me and then you fucked someone else. All that sort of possessive bullshit is, is dumb. And just bring out the good energy of people just hanging out, you know, engaging each other's bodies and vibes. And it's just a good time. And if you look at sex like a good time, all of a sudden, all that negative shit that creates all this, you know, tension in your soul and the other person is gone. The main thing you gotta do, if you're gonna fuck a comic, the main thing is the hang after, right? Now, I'm talking about the cuddle post-sex. It's about the first show you see them at after the first sex, right? And that, you gotta be chill. You really have to be on your game and be chill because if you're not, everything gets weird. And most comics fuck up on that first hang after the, the fuck. Because they're very in their head. They're scared of hanging out. They're so aware. They're too aware of their surroundings. They're not just hanging out, enjoying the company of the person that they fucked. They're very much like, okay, are you, are you, uh, you're talking to him. That means that people know that I fucked her and that they're seeing me look at her talk to somebody else. So now I'm weird. It's all a bunch of layered bullshit. So when people get into the comic relationships, they don't know how to handle the public interaction afterwards. No, that's so true. But I'm the opposite. If I have sex with a comic and he's like, hey, how are you? What's going on? I'm like, how have I not changed your fucking world, dude? <laughs> you, should, you should either worship me or fucking wish that I was your fucking queen. <laughs> either you kiss my toes or you kill me right now. No yeah. Shoot yeah. me in the head or shoot a load on my head. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I need to change your life. It, comics hate apathy. You're correct. It's not about the, the heckler we love, actually, because it gives us humanity. Apathy is worse than hate for us. So it's yeah, the same it's totally shit. Totally true. That, the, the, here's the thing is, fucking comics is so fun, too. It's just like they get it, good vibes. These are great post sex conversations. So fun, so wild. You know, girls will start riffing as you're inside them. You know, you'll come, ugh. And then they're just throwing riffs at your fucking face. What's the best <laughs> riff you've gotten when you came? <laughs> um, one girl just did the cum sound. She just like did my sound as I was coming, but in a goofier, dumber she way. She was mocking so, you. She yes, was mocking you. Yes, and I gotta give it to her. Like I'm inside her, come get inside, and she's like, duh, uh, uh. <laughs> like um, this is pretty hot. This is pretty hot. She just did an impersonation of my cum. <laughs> So that was good. Um, what happened a couple, you know, this, watch out for the time codes. Watch out for the time codes. <laughs> you gotta be careful on the time codes in these podcasts. You can't be fucking giving out on June 12th, 2018, <laughs> me and a comic friend. But, that, but I would assume that you're pretty chill about stuff. I mean, you're probably one of the chillest human beings I've ever in my life. What? I, don't, really? I really don't. That's nice. In, in, in a normal way, I think when, maybe in private life, you might be more crazy, but just in hangout mode, you're not a person who gets offended by anything, I don't think. No, it's true. I think that's my problem too, is like, I don't really take stuff personally or like, I don't really get offended by stuff. Right. So then when I, if I'm involved with a guy, they like do shitty things and they're like, well, Hannah's chill, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, no, it does fucking matter. You're my fucking like, you're supposed to be with me and like you still have to treat me like a human you can't just walk all over me and then right. they're like whoa where's this coming from i didn't even think you liked me i'm like i don't even like you that much but like don't be, treat me like shit feels like a youtube series coming out of this right <laughs> don't yeah. still be like shit Episode one. so anyway fuck 
Well, because you know how crazy girls, you're like, how does that girl get a boyfriend? She's so crazy. It's because they demand it. They're like, right. you're my fucking boyfriend now. And guys are like, okay. Where I'm like, <laughs> whatever. And then guys are like, honestly, I didn't even know you liked me. You don't act like you like me. Girls oh, also weaponize dudes' carefreeness too. It goes both ways. So like anytime a dude or a girl is too like chill, it's weaponized, you know? So it's like a girl will be like, you know, I don't ever do anything that gets you angry. That must mean you're a shitty person. No, 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 you can't weaponize my carefree to say, I don't get mad at you because I'm not an angry person. That doesn't mean that you're not doing anything wrong. I just, I just don't give a fuck. But when you use that in a fight, now all of a sudden I have to remember things that might've been shitty, because I don't, but I don't care about it just so I can survive in the, in the fight. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And, and then they're like, oh, that annoyed you? No, but now I have to do things that I know that were shitty so I can survive in this fight where you're a perfect person because I don't give a fuck. No, totally. Yeah, um, it's, it's so stupid. But I did want to ask you about America's Got Talent. Sure, sure. It's whatever you want. I saw your last clip and I was, it was so fucking good. I love how you're I like, mean, Heidi, Heidi. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, only Usama would be like, what's that? Like, shit, what do you call her? Uh, uh, what do you call uh, her? Floozy? A tramp. I called her a, a wench. Yeah. Uh, call, <laughs> you called her called a her fucking a, whore? Oh, a fucking slut bag McGee. Um, no, I, I, I called her, I didn't call her anything. I, I said, if I called her a tramp, it was a hypothetical, but tramp was sent in her direction as a hypothetical phrase. So yeah, that, that got me some shit. That was, that was a whole thing. But, um, it also got me a lot of good shit. Like a lot of people came out of the woodwork to be like, Hey, blah, 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 blah. I got a lot of hate from old white ladies. So like white ladies from Nebraska were just like, you're a Lucifer. And they fucking like cast a spell on me. My Facebook rating got lower because all the fucking old ladies still hang out there. So they're like, take this. Eh, they fucking one star a bitch. Uh, yeah, but then but, it's like, do you want those bitches at your show anyway? That's what I'm saying. So what it is, it, it really, having integrity on a national scale, what it does is divide. And the beautiful thing is now, usually the, the AGT fans are very, very old people, but now the people who would have been my fans anyway are now going to be my fans. So I literally sifted out in one swoop, in like two minutes, anybody who wouldn't come to my show. And just anyone that I have in my show in the future would be just fans, which is just fire. Yeah. So what's funny is like a few years ago, I was supposed to do America's Got Talent. They were like, all right. You I heard to- about this. I heard about this. Wait, I, yes. Cause I saw it in one of your things and I was like, going to ask you about this until I saw you. You got basically called everyone over you and they didn't, they ran out of time, right? No. So they were like, you pass all the producers. They all love you. I sent my wardrobe. They're like, okay, this is the date you're going to do it. Mm. What do you want your walkout music to be? And I was like, straight air horns. And um, <laughs> they never replied. Oh, well, no, yeah. she was like, okay, great. She was like, okay, dot, 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 maybe think of other alternatives. Yeah. And so my parents were going to fly out to be at this arena. Yeah. And, and they did. They poked their tickets because she was like, we love it. We can't pay for them, but we'd love to interview them. Yeah. I did a pre interview, right. all this stuff. Then I get an email that was like, hey, sorry. Uh, we actually, like four days before, we actually thought about it and we have to cut you. So you're not going to do it. And so I am so wow. pissed. I get drunk at the Im- improv that night. And I'm at the bar and I'm like, I don't care. I got fucking cut. Like, what? I want to lose to some 10-year-old playing a flute? Yeah. Like, fuck yeah, that yeah. stupid show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the woman next to me at the bar goes, Hannah? And I was like, uh-huh. She's like, it's Lauren, the producer you've been emailing. Ah! That to us. Oh! And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I'm That's sorry. Good. I didn't know. Like, I was like, I'm just, you know, kind of bitter. She's like, I'm sorry yeah. we had to cut you. But, like, you know, your stuff is a little edgier. We don't know. And, like, we just don't know if it's – and I was just like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I'm about to stick a flute up my ass. Holy shit. That's insane. 
That's yes, insane. So I definitely burned that bridge. But I do think for me, I am like, I don't think I would have gone that far because I'm not like a family oriented person. <laughs> that's so, that's like an atheist meeting God after he died. He's like, okay, no, bro, whoa. I was like, how is this? I mean, talk about burying my own, like, cause she's like, maybe we'll put you in later, maybe next year or whatever. I was like, well, that's not or, a question. Or you're like shitting on the, the flute player and then you see, it's like, oh, that's Jimmy. He has cancer, stage four. Flute was the last thing he wanted to do before he passed. <laughs> And thank you, Santa. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Hey, man, love your work. Love you. But yeah, so for me, I'm like, now looking back, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't have made it far. But then I saw your set and I was like, you really did like just do your thing and not even pander. So I was like, yeah, right. good for Osama. Like you right. really- I, I just made it cleaner. Like, so like the first round was just my name shit. And then it was like open relationship stuff, which is like dirty stuff. But I just tweaked it in a way that was like, instead of like, fuck, I said lover or be with, you know, it's all this bullshit. And it kind of like, it just barely made it through and that blew up. And then the second one, I think they were ready for like something edgier because they wanted me to probably do it. Because AGT, um, the viewership was going down, you know, it used to be 15 million, now it's like 8 million. And it's like half the fucking viewership of like a couple years ago. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, all right, this is kind of intense. You know, I do 9-11 jokes in there, you know, and I do like a tramp thing. And it's like, it was slut before, the word is slut in clubs. And they're like, okay, let's just see what happens. Because I think that those jokes are obviously not ATT friendly, but it was one of those things where like, I just did the wording a little different, got it through and they were like, whoa, what a controversy. What a crazy thing that just happened. And, and then- they needed the clip to blow up. Which right, it did. Kind of shit. Which it did. And I got like on Fox News, I got on Just Jared, I got on all these motherfucking things. And they're all the interviewers were trying to get me to like shit on Heidi. They're like, hey, so, isn't Heidi also a cunt? And I'm like, um, no, I love to Heidi. I love Germans. They, they get comedy, you know, it's all great. And uh, it was like, just a, I was all very, very like, you know, charming Sama, but like, it was just a weird thing. Cause I was like, so terrified that they're gonna spin the shit. And then, you know, it's like, Usama calls Heidi a, a tramp, becomes Usama rapes Heidi behind a dumpster in, you know, it's like, fuck, right? So. There was that fear of like, okay, how are they gonna spin this bitch? And um, I just had to be like, no matter what, just stay, don't say sorry for the joke, just say sorry for the reaction. No, totally. And that's the thing is like, also didn't you, they have to approve a script? Yeah, very much so, word by word. So they approved yeah. the whole thing 10 times over. Yeah, you know? so it's like, if anything were to come out, it's like, no, they approve this script. Like, right. and also like, again, you are very charming and likable and you didn't, right. and it's, so it's very hard to be like, oh, this guy's an asshole. Cause you're like, come on, guys. <laughs> hey, women are subhumans, huh? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we get it. Well, and again, I, I think the joke is inherently feminist because the joke is what's the worst thing I could say? What's the worst thing yeah. humanly possible to say? Women shouldn't vote. So in my mind, if you look at the subtext, I'm saying that it's a very bad thing to say and using that as a hyperbole to, sh to say what you could say. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, and, and as a tramp and as a woman, I'm not offended <laughs> by it. So I was like, yeah. Like, as but I, a former and current slut bag, I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah, as a big fat cum dumpster. I, I, I suck some cum in your honor. This one's for Osama. Yeah, that was actually the, you know, I put music on usually when I have sex, but that I put on your bit. I had all my hoe dicks at half mast, you know? <laughs> at half chub. Exactly. <laughs> I felt it, thank you, this one's for Osama. 
So did they fly you out to LA to do that? Were you in LA? Yeah. So the first round, so did you get to the audition round? Did you get to the audition round where you did the, in front of the judges? The pre-judges? So the, 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 the first time you're on stage in front of Simon Cowell and all that, or did they hit you up four days before that? That first time. That first time. They hit me up. Fuck. Time. I mean, you know, Fumi even got, you know Fumi Abe, he even got past the first, he got to the first round, got a standing ovation, got four yeses, but they're like, yeah, you don't know Japanese as much as well as this guy. And then they had this like super Japanese magician and they used him and they took off his whole thing. They didn't give, give him any airtime. So after four yeses, no airtime. Standing O, no airtime. And after I heard that story, I knew about yours and I knew about Fumi's and I was like, you know, fuck it, just fuck it, just go. And the fact that I got this far off, off the Usama shit that I do in the clubs is just a, blew my mind. It really blew my mind. It's wild that a brown guy could be at 7 p.m. prime time talking about open relationships. That's like insane. I think, in terms of like what the TV has done so far. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're uh, making waves. You know, you're yeah. you're breaking the. I don't want to say glass ceiling because that's uh, for women, but I don't know. It, it, maybe it is a glass. You're uh, a <laughs> what's, the, what's the brown? You're uh, really uh, upending the halal card. <laughs> yeah. Uh. You're busting the wheels off the halal you're, card. You're busting the wheels off the halal. <laughs> You're kabooming the kebab, really. <laughs> but I want to know what, what your jokes were for the, for the first round. Like, so I was fucking my friend's ass when suddenly he was like, Usama, I'm so glad that's what you think my comedy is. Like, you see me perform, and you're like, that's the joke. <laughs> hey, who likes to eat dildos? Talk to me. What's up? Oh, and they say I don't have a voice. They say I don't have a voice. <laughs> No, yeah, it was just about getting uh, fucked up the uh, ass yeah. while sucking three cocks, and they just <laughs> didn't like it. It's crazy. And they're all my cousins, okay? <laughs> well, honestly, I was three years into comedy, four years maybe, right. like just four, so like, I can't even remember what the jokes were, but looking back, I'm like, I'm happy that I didn't do it because I'm like, I don't even use those jokes anymore, and I'd hate for that to be like, right, right. that's be out there. Um, I remember the first thing I ever saw of you before I even knew you, I was like, this bitch is so funny is uh, oh, you nice. had this one video. Um, yeah, I said, this bitch is so funny in my head. Uh, you had this one video about eating a lot in a restaurant with your friend. It was just like, you're just eating shit. Oh, at like, what was that? Was it in and Something, it was like, a, and you're just like, you're just like cutting back between y'all eating. And I was like, who is this girl? It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Okay. Was, and I, I think after a little bit, then you moved to New York and I met you. I was like, oh my God, it's the ED. It's the ED. <laughs> It's the Edie girl. It's the girl who eats a lot. I know you. It's, it's a lot, girl. You don't tell her about the sketch? You don't yeah, yeah. The, yeah, okay. that was like the first sketch. Literally, like, my friend and I, uh, yeah. we just went to In-N-Out and, like, filmed ourselves eating and talking about how we wanted to go on a diet. And then, like, <laughs> yeah, that really like, kind of blew up first, but not, like, blow up, but it, like, got around. Right, and right. Um, all the other videos after that didn't really do great, but... <laughs> <laughs> The, so we were, the flight, yeah. Yeah, we thought that was our Jimmy Tatro moment. You know what I mean? We were like, <laughs> oh, this is where get really big. And, uh, Dude, Jimmy Tatro, man, that guy, I mean, if there's ever a, like a rise to power, geez, he's like, he had like one joke, one frat guy, frat guys are like this. And then yeah. he's like, frat guys are also like that. <laughs> and they're like, hey, do you want nine book deals? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, Jimmy Tatro. So oh, actually, I don't know if I can tell this story, but I'm gonna tell it. Maybe I'll cut it. Maybe you should tell it about, it. You, about Jimmy right. Tatro. I'll, uh, if you go, if you go, then I'll go. 
You know what I'm saying? So if you give, I'll give. Okay, cool. So I used to be an assistant to Polly Shore, <laughs> not <Okay>. to brag. <laughs> Here uh, we go. And Jimmy what, Cat. <laughs> how how easy is that job? Hey, you have a one day three years from now, Polly. <laughs> yeah, it was actually a really tough job. I had to write three emails a day. Jesus Christ. Um, but so Jimmy Tatcher was coming on his podcast, so I had his number to like coordinate it. And then I went to Sundance like two years later, not for anything, just right. to go. And Jimmy Tatra was in our building and we sure. saw him walking. And I was like, I, t- I gave my friend his number. I was like, you should pretend you hooked up at the bungalow two weeks ago and see if he wants to meet up so we can like hang out with them. So, I mean, this is such an invasion of privacy. Right, right. But she was like, hey, Jimmy, I saw that you're here. Like we met at the bungalow. It's Catherine, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, hey, Catherine. Yeah. Like, wait, sorry. What's your last name again? Yeah. Yeah. And then she told him, and then he texts her back, like, 30 minutes later, like, yeah, for sure, let's meet up later. Like, he clearly just, like, looked her up and was just like, yeah, I'd fuck that girl. And then, <laughs> and then texted her at 2 in the morning to come over to the Okay, thing. okay, okay. But my friend didn't because she's, like, not a star fucker, but I was like, I'll go! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> gobble, gobble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tatro had a little hot face, and he's, like, a big dude. He's, like, a, you know, built dude. He's got a good face. You could fuck yeah, him. Yeah, I think he's hot. Know. Yeah, he's hot as fuck. But that was like probably the creepiest thing I've ever done. But like, also, it worked. That's hilarious. And nobody got laid. Nobody got laid. Nobody got laid. Jimmy Tatro was just like waiting, like, ugh, where's she at? Where's Bungalow Catherine? It's like, I'd be like, <laughs> and also, like, that was just a random guess I had, you know, the bungalow, which is like a douchey bar in LA. I just like randomly thought of a bar. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a story. Okay, sure. Here we go. Um, so one time I, I fucked this comic who I was married, right? And um, and uh, it was it was an open relationship, right? But uh, uh, so this girl, the the comic, and she was just talking like, yeah, you know, we're open relationships, whatever. So we can always fuck no matter what we want. And she's like, you know, given the vibe. So I was like, okay. Um, and so I was like, hey, you, you want to fuck? And she's like, yeah. So we go, right? We fuck. And then the next day, right, her husband comes up to me. She's like, he's like, hey, I heard you fuck my wife. And I'm like, um, yeah, dude, it's all good. I heard it was open, it's all good, right? And he's like, yeah, it was open, but um, we agreed that it was never gonna be a comic that she ever fucked. And you know, that was not cool, you're a comic. And I was like, fuck. Cause she didn't tell me that the one rule was you can't fuck comics. And they, she just totally transgressed the rules and we fucked. And now it was weird between them. Then I met her again. I'm like, hey, you didn't tell me that I, uh, that you were, that, you know, and she's like, no, it's all good. You know, I told him, but I guess he didn't know or, uh, so she's trying to like be good with me. Then that dude comes later. He's like, my wife said that you knew that she, this rule was there and you still fucked her. How about that? And I'm like, dude, this is, so she's trying to get out of her own shit by throwing me under the bus, save her marriage by throwing out the fucker. And I had to tell him like, no, I didn't know, dude. And to this day, it's weird. To this day, it's fucking just like a whole motherfucking weirdness. I just think open, the lying that she did. Yeah, I just think open marriages don't work. It's just like it's yeah. it's why get married then? Like, why are you married if you want to fuck other people? You have to be conceived at Burning Man and live your whole life there. Like, you have to be you have to grow up in the desert for that to be a thing. Like, standard. You can't watch Saved by the Bell and then have an open marriage. Does that make sense? Like. You know, I almost hooked up with this guy once, or just, we were going to make out, and he was just like, I right. should let you know, like, I'm Polly, like, so, like, I have, like, a lot of people, like, I just, yeah. like, before you, you should know that I'm, I'm like, a right. Polly person, and I was like, honestly, like, I'm good, because 
I just felt like, yeah, obviously we're just going to make out. Like I wasn't planning on right. fucking him, you know, who knows? Right. Just kidding. But, um, <laughs> I was just like, if you're going into this, like, Hey, before we do this, you should know that like, I do this all the time with a lot of people. It's like way to ruin the fucking mood. Dude. Well, he, here's, here's the, the thing people don't understand is that like people who like to fuck are not uh, husks of humanity. You know, it's like, there's a humanity there. And actually, it's, it's, people, it's a misconception that people who fuck a lot are, like, not connective. It's actually the opposite. I think people who fuck a lot love to connect a lot. And there's a lot of love to give. You know what I'm saying? It's not just like, yeah, just fucking tear through them. So that on both ends, they think, like, girl sluts and dude sluts are the same type of, like, unfeeling, just a bumping ugly mastermind. It's not that at all. It's, it's, it's connection is great. And people like that can be very open to a lot of types of connection. What a charming way to spin it, Usama. <laughs> I saw your fucking face ready to undercut what I was like. I could feel, as I was saying it, I was like, this woman, whatever, when I finish talking, she's gonna throw some blow dart of pain. I can see her like, you were like waiting in the bushes, like, finish. <laughs> yeah, finish up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just funny, because I, um, I just finished a book on sex addiction. Sure. Because my, um, my old sponsor Ray gave it to me. She was like, I think you should uh, read this one. And I uh, read it and I was like, man, she might have a point, but uh, I don't think, I'm not like addicted to sex. I'm honestly too lazy, but right, I, right, right. you gotta be out there. Yeah, <laughs> there's probably a, a heroin addict who's like, I just can't find the veins anymore, man. Jesus, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I would love to, but these veins are dark nowadays. So yeah. 100%, 100%, I, I, I think, uh, if given the if given the opportunity, yes, it, it would become addictive. But I'm such a fucking you know no energy out kind of guy. Just fucking never chase. It's like hopefully things just kind of come or there's a vibe that just arises out of the moment that I guess I escape that that label of like sex addiction or whatever. You're like the ladies come to me. <laughs> <laughs> what a not charming way to spend that. Yeah. <laughs> really nice. I- just make me do a fuck boy so quick. Yeah, sorry. I'm like, I'm like bringing you on here and then roasting everything you said. I'm like, <laughs> what? What's that? What's that? Fuck yeah, yeah. Oh, you're a piece of shit? Nice to know. Anyway, Patreon subscribers, keep it. Have you ever like been in love? Do you think you've ever been in love? Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, three times. Three times? That's a lot. How yeah, old are you? Yeah. 29. Okay. Have you ever had one your time heart ripped out? Yeah, two times. No, one time. One time. So you're one for two then? Um, one, or two for one, one, two for one. What two? Uh, what does that mean? What three loves, one heartbreak. So you're two for one because you broke two hearts. You won twice and lost once. Sure, boom. That's not the phrase anyone uses to say that. No, but, okay, that's not. You don't know sports. Very obvious. It's two for one. That's a discount. What are you talking about? Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's a two for one. Do you know fractions? Yeah, sorry, I'm getting. Yeah. I'm getting uh, Macy's. My Macy's sales. <laughs> Confused for sports. It's a two for a one. This is not a IHOP. What are you talking about? Um, I'm one for three is what it's called. Um, oh, right. it was a, yeah, so I fell in love once, and um, that was at college. That was my first girlfriend. And then she ended it, and that blew my fucking mind. It blew my mind because she said, like, something, like, crazy. Like, but in my, 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 I was a kid, so I was, like, very much going to get married. This is in college. And then she was, like, hey, you know that I'm only doing this for fun, right? She was like mid-shaving my head and she was like, you know, this is just for fun, right? And I, for me, I was just a kid. 
I blew my fucking mind because I was like a Muslim kid and my first girlfriend I was like still trying to be like a Muslim boy with it and so when she said it was just for fun it blew my brains out I'm like what are you saying and that yeah. just broke my heart yeah it was really it was it, it, the heart was broken due to naivete like I never would have had a heart broken if I was more lucid it was such a unique new thing that it was the only time it could be broken was when I was still in that very innocent space yeah damn and then you're like yeah I'm just gonna have fun out here then uh, in, in a sense, but I'm, I'm always trying to, if I don't like the person, I can't, I just physically can't hang out with yeah. them. Because fucking somebody is not like one fuck, just a whole pre, there's an there's a Uber ride back home where you got to like hang out with the person. Then you got to fucking chill with them. And then there's like a post, you know, how long can I wait before I bounce, you know, energy, right? Yeah. And then there's, there's, there's like a fall asleep, we wake up, what's that? There's all these things, you got you to be with the person. So if you don't like the person, what's the point of even, you know? Doing it. doing it, you know. I think yeah. I mean, they say the first cut is the deepest, so I guess you you got it. You know, <laughs> you got it pretty. <laughs> who, who says that? Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a song. You've she... ever heard of the song "First Cut Is the Deepest"? It's on and every grocery store. Maybe I probably heard that. I just don't know. Wow. Yeah. Cheryl. Okay, listen. Cheryl Crow is one of those people that you probably all heard. We all heard like many songs of, but we just I just can't like place the songs yeah that's fair right. but yeah i mean how long did you guys date for before she broke your heart uh <laughs> you really like, know how to ask the hour? questions huh <laughs> i'm just trying how, to turn the knife how long did you guys date before you were a little bitch and then she left yeah you? before she, yeah, uh, she ruined you before she turned you into a comic um it was a year okay and then yeah this is kind of this is a good look on you actually it's like, it's like a disheveled ease Honestly, I smell so bad. I was like, what's that smell? And I was like, oh, fuck, it's me. Yeah. I see you moving. You moving created like a, a vapor. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to waft, you know, I was trying to crop dust my BO around the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> You're like sage, but the opposite. You know like, <laughs> no, truly. Uh, I'm like, I, I almost got sage from my apartment because I feel like I've been having such bad fucking luck. <laughs> oh, you mean energy wise? Energy wise, yeah. I uh, bought a plant because I saw an astrologist and he told me to buy a fucking plant. Right, right, right. I got ghosted by the guy who owns the escape rooms, and my friend was like, "Obviously, he knows how to get out of anything." <laughs> I was like, "Damn, that, that's that good. is that that is a Dickinson joke. That is a Dickinson <laughs> fucking joke. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Whatever. I love it. F fucking is is it's not like people people look at it like um, you're trying to acquire like okay, this guy's just trying to acquire women or experiences or whatever. It's not that. It's just it's just such a fun thing to do and when you when when you see someone that's like good looking you want to fuck them it's like not there used to be an acquisitional element to it when i was first starting to fuck every dude so every girl in america is inculcated with i'm fat right every dude is inculcated with i'm a loser until i fuck more so we both have like these things that we, are, we grow up with and we spend our entire lives getting skinny or trying to fuck as much as we possibly can so we're cool and these are nefarious ideas that are just brought, were brought up with in this country. So that, that was definitely a thing in my psyche when I was first starting to fuck. I was like, okay, the more I fuck, the cooler I am. Then like two or three shrooms trips later, I was like, what am I doing? Why does fucking make me cooler? It's, like, it's just emotion, right? After that, it was like, okay, now it's just like, if I can, you can't connect, then what's the point? Then you start connecting with more people and you're like, oh fuck, this is great. When you find someone you connect with and you fuck and it's like, great. I happen to be a very connected person. I like connecting to people. So it's not like the fucking a lot comes from, sure, some comedy, so there's confidence, all that stuff. But also, I, I just enjoy connecting with human beings. 
Um, and that's part of what, what creates a lot of the fucking as well. well. How old were you when you lost your virginity? Like, when did this start? 21. Oh, yeah. I was later. Late. Too. A little late. No, oh, I was, yeah? I was, what, what time? I think uh, I was 19 or 20. Okay, okay. That's a white 65, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, white people, y'all fuck pretty early, huh? No, it's true. Like, I went to college and people were like, wait, you're a virgin? What? I'm like, where mm, did mm. you have sex? Because, like, <laughs> <We're y'all back. laughs> Like, I had no space. Like, my mom was on my back. I'm like, what? where? Where? It yeah, blew my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. It's really cars, Volvos. A lot, lot, of, lot of car fucking in these parts. So why did you wait so long? I was Muslim. I was Muslim, um, very Muslim kid, very scared. I was also, I had zero confidence as well. Before comedy, I was a very scared, self-loathing kid. Interesting. And so yeah. you were like, were you like, I'm going to be a virgin till marriage? There was the idea there, right? And then eventually I was using that as a way to defer my actual fear of women, you know? So I was like, I can't fuck women. I'm Muslim. That's sacrilegious. But really I'm just too scared to walk up to a girl and say hi so that 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 thing was there for like maybe a year or two where i was like using the religion as a way to bolster my own like you know uh insecurity and so uh, you know i would say shit like oh no it's a it's you can get aids so quick you can get aids uh but that i was just again fearful of women um 21 this fucking badass of a chick fucking like basically like held me down and fucked me because she was, I was never going to go for it. And so she was like, at a frat party, she's like, I'm going to be the best fuck you ever had. And I'm like, there's no way you're not right about that. <laughs> because I am a virgin. And then. <laughs> you're like, wow, this girl knows her shit. She knows. She knows her shit, right? So, and then she like, like come back to my dorm. She did, she did all the work. All the uh-huh. work, you know? And then I'm just like timorously buying condoms from a 7-Eleven, like, I'm like putting it on scaredly. Like, I don't know how to put, like, on a, put on a condom at this point. And I'm like scaredly putting it on. I don't know, I'm scared that I put it on the wrong way on the, on the roll. You know, it has to open up. You can't close it in, right? You know, you know. I don't, um, I don't. This is good. I don't use them. <laughs> it's got me in trouble. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, the, uh, the, you know, I, I wasted like a whole condom pack. So when I bought the first pack of condoms, I. I was so scared. I fucked up three condoms. I had to go back in and buy another one. And the, the what, what is she guy, doing the whole time? She's not. No one's there. I'm in, I'm in the Seven Eleven buying the condom before I even go there. And then and you were trying them on in the bathroom. Yeah. No, no in, the, in the car. In my Acura, just to make sure that the condoms fit. Uh, and an or and I was like, <laughs> you're like trying on bras. <laughs> I'm so scared. I thought it was like a, you had to get one. You had to write condom for your dick. I, and so I was like, ah. and I just like lost three of them. I was so scared. I had to go back into the 7-Eleven. I was like, can I get one more? And they're like, this Indian uncle ass, you know, 7-Eleven guy. He's like, oh, I'm done already. Just some like fucking like shitty uncle sex <laughs> joke. Oh, you're pretty quick, huh? And then I- like, He high fives you, fist bumps you. High fives you, yeah, that was great. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, and then I sadly buy another condom pack and I, and I go to the, to the dorm. And she's like, are you a virgin? I'm not trying to fuck a virgin. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not, I'm not a virgin. I, I had, but I, I wanted to leave room for me to suck. So I was like, well, I haven't had sex in a long time. So if I suck, it's not that I'm a fucking virgin weirdo. It's that it's been a long time since I totally fucked a long time ago. Yeah, I fucked when I was 12. So, so young. So young. <laughs> and it's just been a while. And I just haven't telling somebody to connect with like that. And so you're the person that I found to connect to. And she's like, don't worry, baby. I got you. She gets on top. 
two pumps, passes out on me, right? No and I'm, like, way. Suffocating. 100%. Best sex of your life. Pumps. So good. So good. She was a beached whale on my body, right? And uh, I'm just like, I can't breathe. Because I'm like a very skinny guy. I'm like skinnier than I am now. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm suffocating because they're like left hits. It's like on my face. And I have to like, like fight her off. And then I'm just like breathing heavily, terrible. Like, and I, I'm so sad that I fucked because I, I felt, I felt so like, I was like, that's sex. I'm going to hell for that. That I prayed right there, come still like caking on my dick. Oh, you, so you did come. I did come, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> I lasted two pumps. We just doubled the national average for first fucks. Okay, so come on. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Again, I'm being such an asshole. I'm like, oh, really, pussy? First shot? You're, you're such a bitch. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to open your face. You, you've been Jimmy, Jimmy Tatcher the whole time. You're like, hey, I'm fucking Jimmy. <laughs> what up? What you're up? Gay. <laughs> you're fucking gay. Ugh. <laughs> Jesus, man. like I'm telling you these real ass stories about my life. It's like, like a really uh, sad uh, story. I'm like, uh, oh, uh, not his pussy. Hey, hey, stage four bitch is what you are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm catching myself. I'm getting like in no, it's great. I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's so I mean, you're good. doing fine now, so I'm not, you know, it's not. Like, Dude, it's, yeah, who gives a fuck? It's, it's such a fun thing. You're funny, be funny. Jesus Christ. How, many, how many losers do you know in your life that can't handle you shitting on them? Uh, a lot. Like, they all leave. Yeah. Me. That's why me and Dylan love you. We're all like, hey, that's the shit. Dylan. It's Dylan, Dylan Paldino. One of my best boys. Oh, yeah, Dylan. Yeah. That's nice. I'm like, who? <laughs> God. Don't tell me so, yeah, I fuck so many Dylans. I mean, with Dylan Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, let me look at my phone. Dylan H, Dylan P, at, Dylan at Hat. At this point, I don't even know faces. I just see their balls to know who they are. You know what I'm saying? That's how I identify my friends. They see the yeah. balls. <laughs> I don't think you know this, but I'm also shitting on you, Hannah, but I'm doing it in such a charming way that you don't even know that I'm doing it. Like, oh, no, I yeah. feel it. <laughs> good, good. Jesus Christ. Uh, but you know, you're such a funny person. You're such a fucking, you know, like a garbage bag of a human, you know, which is like so important to be a comic. Anyone who's funny, I think, is a piece of shit in a lot of ways. And all my I, favorite people in the world are pieces of shit. Thank you. I agree. I'm like, <laughs> when I meet someone really nice, I'm like, oh, they're not going to get it. It's, it's, it they don't get it. Cause it's not a piece of shit. It's a piece of shit with a heart of gold. It's a piece of shit in the sense that I don't care about how you feel about what I'm going to say. It's the confidence of just what I'm going to say. But the funniest people I've ever met in my life have also been the most nice and helpful and always trying to give back and connect. And that's all that, because I think they get it. Because comedy is not about fucking shitting on things. It's about knowing where the line is and just playing around it. And you get it. That's all And if it you're is. coming from like a good place and it's not like I'm actually trying to hurt someone, it's like, yeah, obviously yeah. we're joking or, you know, but it's yeah. uh, some people, I don't know. I feel like in groups of friends who aren't comics, that's the other thing about like not yeah. dating a comic is like when I date guys in finance, they're like, you're kind of mean or like, <laughs> like, Dude. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, are you are you blown away that a finance dude has a low ego of himself? Like, are you like blown away that these guys are not secure? That they spend like getting coffee all day for all other dudes, and then they got to go to a date where a girl's like, "Hey, is your dick small?" You know what I'm saying like, it's gonna it's gonna affect him a little bit. Yeah, one guy was like, "You never laugh at my jokes." I go, "Oh my god, when did you tell a joke?" 
And then he was like, you're like really mean. Oh, oh my God. Oh but my it God. wasn't me trying to be mean. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, wouldn't have you told jokes? And he was like, do you not hear how mean that is? And I was like, I, wait, I'm confused. What, what was the joke? Where was it? Uh, you're, you're like, who's there? Are we doing knock knocks? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So I think that's why it's like a lot of guys that they'll be like, you know, cause girls are very affectionate and it's like guys like that. And I forget that. So in high school, I was like obsessed with this guy and I like, we were like a thing. And then we weren't, you know, I was like, I, all my relationships, it's like, it is a thing until I'm not interested. Right. And then, you know, or it's not whatever right, right. back and forth, push and pull. That's like all my relationships. Right. 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 And so I think because of him, I developed this thing like, like, don't be like touchy. Don't be feely. Don't be clingy. So now with guys, they like try to hold my hand. I'm like, because I'm like just so conditioned to be like, don't be too obsessive and clingy that I go the opposite way. And then I'll be like, let's fuck. And they're like, what? You know, like there's no foreplay. Like they're like trying to hold my hand. I'll walk back from dinner. I'm like, can you hurry up? Like, Have you ever um, had vaginal intercourse or is it all you pegging dudes? <laughs> um, this is a serious question. I'm not even really joking. I'm wondering, has ever anything ever entered your vagina? Or have you always pumped a black dick into your male boyfriends? Um, <laughs> <laughs> One time, Alone, Uncle Harry, have love I, ya. Yeah, have I ever uh, had sex without pegging someone before? No. No, just kidding. <laughs> I've actually never pegged a guy, so shockingly. That's, I just pegged I, him that's, emotionally. That's so your vibe. Yeah, I know. You're always pegging dudes emotionally. So you're like, when did you tell a joke? <laughs> <laughs> and he's at the alfresco. It's like, oh, you're really mean. But that's why you're such a hangoutable person. That's why it's, it's like, as a comic, it's unbelievable fire. And it's like always going to be some good shit. But uh, I can see how in a relationship, I mean, it's not even on you because I think dudes in general have really fragile egos only because we've been brought up that way that um, we're, we're alpha and is the way to go but yeah. we're never taught that release is the most alpha thing you can do true alpha is just release is the release of the need to be and once you just are now you literally have become the alpha it's a weird paradox that nobody tells you um but these finance guys have no idea about that idea yeah it's like i feel like they just i mean also like i can get you know, I used to get really drunk, so they'd be like, uh, <laughs> they'd be like, you talk about the girl passing out, it'd be like, me, I'd be you like. You used to get really drunk? Hannah, I met you when you were mainlining Coors Light into your fucking veins, like, you're a fucking alcoholic. What? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm quitting, I quit, well, oh, I'm yeah? sorry, I quit drinking for like six months, and then quarantine, I'm just like, You, you and Lindsay Tyson are two of the motherfuckers who are like, first of all, staying cute through deep deep alcoholism you know what i'm saying like Lindsay, y'all you get younger as you drink what, what is this how y'all do this i quit for a while and then i was like ah, i'll try to handle it and then it got you know wild again so I'm, I'm trying to quit again but it's uh it's you know the alcohol you, know you know what i think is attractive is when you do this one thing uh when you're um the drunk um monologues the drink uh, monologues you do this thing it's very cool that i like when you do that you drink the thing Say the joke and then you do like a little eye thing, like you're having a stroke. That I think is cute. You're like, you just think where you're like, and then yeah, whatever. And you have this little like flutter of I'm about to die. I'm smelling toast. Someone cut the camera, but it works. It actually adds to the funny. And that there's a regret now that if you're gonna stop drinking, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose that that delivery, that hand <laughs> delivery of you taking a drink and then having a stroke. While having a seizure. 
<laughs> it's actually from my mom because she has epilepsy. So I just kind of learned oh, that from yeah. her. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Well, that was the hard part. Like when I quit drinking and I, because I, I went to a wedding, ruined it. Classic and um, sure, Both. classic tale. Um, but. I was like, oh, if I quit drinking, will I like lose my brand? And then someone's like, well, if drinking's your brand, you should probably get a new brand. Like, you should just be funny without uh-huh. it. Uh-huh, interesting. And so when I quit, and for those months, I was like, actually, yeah, this is better because I'm not like, oh, like I'm the drunk girl. It's like, because alcohol, I, someone commented on my set that I did for Gami Central. Yeah. They were like, someone needs to tell American girls that drinking is not a personality. And at first I was like, yes, it is. And then I'm like, oh, it doesn't have to be, you know, like. Anytime I kill off being, even off one like Bon Vive or some shit, I'm very wary and I'm very, I very much don't count it, you know? And I'm, mm-hmm. I, I really want to make sure that like, I'm always killing off sobriety because it's like, you're always funny when you're sober. You don't realize it. You think you're funny when you're drunk, but you're not. You're just not. Yeah. You're more sharp. You can make connections. Comedy is just taking that, taking that, connecting it, right? That requires brain power. That's, that's up here, right? So when, you can't t- when you're drunk, you can't really take disparate elements and put them together. What you do is you become the act out. You become your own act out. Exactly. So it's, you're funny for a little bit, but then they realize that you're actually one note. There's actually, you're, actually, you're only laughing at your act out version of you. When you're sober, that's just one shade of what you can release. So you literally just, like when you're drunk, your comedy pie chart, that one thing becomes the entire pie chart. And it's like total, total bullshit. And you can never fall in that trap of like thinking that drunk you is funnier than, than sober you. Yeah, and it's also like if alcohol is what makes you funnier, then like you're probably just not that funny. Like it's just. Boom. That's hundo. That's hundo. People, true funny, because kids who are funny are not drinking and then they get funny. They're like funny kids are like 12 and they're like finding shit. They're not like popping up a couple of tall boys. Like, hey, look at this. Look at this motherfucker. Like, yeah. No. You know? And also it's like, no one should be drinking to be good at their job. You know what I mean? Like no one should oh. be like, oh, I'm even like any job. It's like, if you're drinking to do it, that shouldn't be your job. <laughs> that just 100%. is whatever. So this is new. This is like a new thing you're figuring out now. That is. Uh, no, I've always been like, oh, I shouldn't drink before sets, mm-hmm. like whatever. But then I, right. and I, I, I usually didn't, but there were nights where I'd be like, ooh, uh-oh. I had a few cocktails, <laughs> but we're still going up. We're still going to do this. <laughs> They're going up. <laughs> or like, I'll have an open mic and I'm like, well, if I'm last on the list. <laughs> and then you're like, first on the list, you're like, well, I'm first on the list. <laughs> no matter where you are, well, I'm 50th on the list. I was like, dude, what, what does that even mean? Is it open mic somewhere? <laughs> but you don't really drink, right? I drink if I'm with a girl, you know, social, you know, situations. Um, drinking makes me like more horny. So I like kind of drinking to like get in the vibe. It was like a date, you know, I think it's really fun. I think it's super fun. One of the funniest things you can do in life is to drink with someone that you find attractive. That's like a fun motherfucking time. Cause you're hanging out, you're chilling, you're drinking a little bit. There's a connection. Oh, come on! You don't know where it's going. It could you don't know where it's in. going. There's a vibe, Woo! you know. Woo! And that is fun. That's really fun. But drinking in general is like it's poison, you know. So it doesn't really have any utility. So when drinking has utility for me, is when I like it. Uh, when it has no utility, when I'm just doing it just to numb something, I'll always avoid it and try to like go through the stuff in my own head. Um, because you always can. You can meditate your way out of the need to drink. Uh, but then when you're with a girl and this vibe is good, pop up, you know, a little gin and tonic here, Hannah, come on, come on. You don't need to tell me. <laughs> you don't need to fucking <laughs> preach your reason. I, I get it. There I'm it like, is, oh, just when you're on a date, uh, how about when you go to the <laughs> store, okay? How about when 
you got to try on clothes in a dressing room. You got to look good in your mind. Oh, you got to look good, dude. This funeral won't funeral itself. That's all I'm going to say, dude. Oh, yeah. I blacked out my grandmother's funeral, obviously. Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, my God. And she was happy. It was an open bar. It was an open bar. (laughs) What is that? Well, y'all do this weird open bar funeral thing that makes no sense to me. It's Uh, like everyone's, like, emotional. And then here's, like, this thing that's going to make people suicidal. It's great. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, because a lot of people who are Muslim, a lot of people who are Muslim, is it the whitest thing I've ever said? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> no, because I, think, I, uh, I went out with yeah. a Muslim guy who doesn't drink, but so were you like that first? Were you like, I'm not going to drink? Like, did you wait till you're 21 or what? I was uh, very much Muslim principles. So I was like, you know, I'm never going to drink. Fuck that. It's not right. Then a girl was like, I only date guys who drink. And I was like, let, 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 let. <laughs> immediately. I was like, let's go. It was a New York girl. It was like the hottest girl I've ever seen in my life. And it was just like, every dude's value is one girl away from dissipating. You know, it's, like any, any stalwart value you have. 23 when I drink the first time. Hey, that's such a I red flag think, thing to say. I only date guys who drink. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I, that didn't last. We're not together anymore. But uh, that was... I'm more a fool, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Just a fiery motherfucking romance. But it was all based on, like, drinking and stuff like that. But that, that's, that month, I did drank alcohol for the first time, did Molly for the first time, fucking took LSD for the first time. I mean, it was... New York was... Well, that month was an orientation into vice. They were hazing you. Life was hazing me, yeah. It was crazy. I just tried LSD in quarantine. Would you would you glean from it? I didn't like it, to be honest. I mean, I was like, okay. we did my friend's apartment... Okay, that's and then stupid. It, yeah, it was stupid, but we wanted to try it, and we were in quarantine. Bro, bro, you ever take Molly and then get your mail? Bro, <laughs> bro, what? <laughs> yeah, and then we took it at like 8, so by like 3 a.m., we're like, why can't we fucking sleep? And then we're like, oh, yeah, because we just like broke our brains. Like, we fully, did we do meth? Like, what's going on? <laughs> LSD is not a five-minute thing. It's like an eight-hour experience. You get, you get yeah, it. that was the hard. I'm like, maybe if I was at a music festival, like, once I would do it again. But it's not. Yeah, right. It, like, stressed me out. Because if I four in the morning, we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then we watched Frozen. And that was actually a pretty good movie on LSD. But... Sure, sure. Sure. That's wild. Yeah, I, there's some movies that I've watched that, that I'll never be the same again because I've watched them while I was in Ebriate or some shit. Like this movie Dread by with Sylvester Stallone was fucking crazy. First, the first time I got high, my brother gave me some like laced weed and it was just laced like, I don't even know. More weed? I don't fucking know. <laughs> All right. It was crazy. And then I'm like, my mom is like giving us food and I'm like, mom, I'm high. And she's like, hi. Like fucking crazy immigrant lady has no idea what I'm talking about. It was just, it was wild. Does your mom know you engage in sex and drinking or around her? Are you like, no, no way. No way. She, one time she, I had a framed picture of me kissing a girl that I hid in a bookshelf. One day I was watching SpongeBob. She found the thing, brought it down to me, sort of beating me with the frame. Just, what is this? You disgusting bitch. And then like, dude, there's no, there's no sexuality. Before well, how, how old were you? Um, this is yesterday. <laughs> 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 this is uh, this is when I was like uh, 14, some of that, 15. Honestly, when I was 13, my parents found out I had a boyfriend and they, they just roasted me, honestly. They, just, <laughs> they, they didn't physically beat me, but emotionally yeah. they fucking terrorized me and I, I can, was done. I can, see, I can see where the drinking comes from. When you're 13, <laughs> your mom roasts you for having a passion for a man. Oh my God. Look at this heterosexual ass bitch. Oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, she was like, really? Because she like found my aim profile where I was like, I love Frank, you know? And she was like, you love Frank? You love him? Uh, her 
dad were like, you love him? And I was like, what? I don't know. <laughs> they had no idea they're creating a hoe, like in real time. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you are just digging this composter. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you are opening it up, baby. <laughs> you know, that's what it is. That, that's the ultimate uh, pickup line for you. It's like, oh, you say you're a cum dumpster. Well, I work in sanitation. So <laughs> let's fucking make it happen, huh? Let's <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's go. Wait, so then when your mom sees your comedy, she's like, what the fuck? Well, she doesn't really um, catch English that quick. She's a very Bengali, very smart woman, but very Bengali. She didn't really spend time. She knows English. But it's more clipped. It's more like it's a slower version. She doesn't think in, in English. So for her to, I'm, and I'm a fast, like I talk, you know, I'm going. Uh, my dad gets it. My dad's, you know, he's a chill dude. But, um, you know, he won't say it outright. It's very like unsaid shit in our culture. But um, my mom just doesn't really encapsulate it. She doesn't really get it exactly. Um, and she understands that, you know, people are laughing and all that shit. But there's not a concept of like what an open relationship is. What does that really mean? You can fuck anybody who you want. She's not, she's not, creating the, the images in her head. She's just like proud of you for being up there. <laughs> boom, boom. She's like, oh, he's so cute. He's so wow. healthy. Everyone loves wow. him. He's following yeah. some great things. The way you do this, everyone laughed at that. That is great. <laughs> that reminds me of my friend. Uh, I went to her house in New Orleans and her, she's Iranian. So her grandmother yep. comes over for 50% of the year. And uh, she was watching American Idol on mute. Yeah. Okay. And um, I was like, does she want to turn it up? And she's like, no, she doesn't. She just likes to watch them. She can't really understand or like wonder, doesn't really like to hear it. So she just likes watching the people on American Idol, which is like, that's such a random thing. You want to watch American Idol without sound? Dude, my mom is exactly that woman. She watched Obama being like, we killed Osama bin Laden. And she was like, nice tuxedo. I like the suit. <laughs> the biggest terrorist in the world just got owned. And she's like, ah, is that... Burlington? It's probably better if she can't. If she was, she'd probably beat the shit out of you for your last. Oh, that, um, she, she was crying after the, the Heidi thing. She was like crying on the phone. She's like, wish I saw this thing. What is a tramp? You know, she's crying. <laughs> she had no idea what a tramp was. And she's like asking me. That's what she was crying. She had no idea what was going on. I'm just like, mom, a tramp is what you call a woman who is very chill and enjoys comedy. And she's like, okay, thank you for that. Always explaining. <laughs> oh my god yeah. how many followers did you get from that um that was like what 2000 something like that, and then 1000 for the, the first round the biggest ones were because uh, it's a tv show there's a there's a media uh, migration that has to happen yeah. so it's not as easy as ig to ig i mean you have some comedy central stuff that's got like fucking mills right but youtube to ig it's a migration so the things that got me the most followers was the ig laugh factory clips and that was just like IG to IG. So those got me like 7K in one day. The one, another one got me like 5K. Another one got me 7K. And then the IGT ones got me like 1K, 2K each. Interesting. Yeah, I, th- I yeah. would think it'd be more, but I guess. Exactly. It's the migration. And you'd think that Laugh Factor wouldn't get as much, but Laugh Factor day one, I got like 7K. Damn. I'll just, right. we can wrap up. But um... as, as we both destroyed all of our careers at the same time, just fucking raising them down. Jesus Christ, Anna. It's a crazy podcast. <laughs> Should, and, do you think it's that bad? No, I'm totally kidding. This is, this uh, is one of the funnest podcasts I've done. Oh, wow. Just... <laughs> Talking shit. Um, yeah. Okay, do you have a crazy bitch of the week? Yeah, sure. I have um, an AGT, um, many crazy bitches of the week. There was one who uh, went to all my videos and just commented like, this man is an affront to comedy and the comedic arts. How could he attack Heidi, who is a bastion of good faith or something? Just insane writing. 
and I kept deleting her shit. And she kept like putting shit on my IGs. And for a whole day, just finding a different video, me like cooking food. And she's like, you're a sexist pig and you should be canceled. And that was just like an all day thing of like handling this woman's like total anger. You couldn't block her? I forgot to block, like, like after doing it for like an hour, I'm like, oh yeah, idiot. And then I blocked her and it was all good. But for like a while, I forgot that you could block somebody. I, because in my mind, everything's all good, all vibes. And then, um, you know, I'm just trying to do damage control and I forget that I can block a bitch. But then once I did it, it was all fine. But that was the, that woman really was angered. Yeah. It's crazy when someone gets so invested in someone like negatively. Yo. When they're like, I want to fucking ruin this person's life. I got a death threat to my email. <laughs> I was like. To, to whomever this may concern. <laughs> the email was, uh, I'm going to come and uh, shut up your holes. I'm going to come to New York and shut your holes. Whoa. And then Whoa. I contacted Squarespace and was like, can you trace this? Like, this is a threat. And they were like, no. And then my coworker was like, yeah, Hannah, it's Squarespace. It's not safe space. So I was like, true. <laughs> <laughs> who is, who are these friends of yours that roast your own rape and stuff? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have some crazy friends, yo. No, crazy brings crazy. I welcome it. But it is scary to think like, what if you were run into this woman in person? You know what I mean? Like she would know, you wouldn't know her, but she would know you. And she like has this so much hate for you. It's like, so that's what's crazy to know someone out there actively like hates you so much. Dude, I don't even know how more influencers aren't getting assassinated because it's like now there's so much hate involved in the internet. Everyone knows where everyone is. There should be more like kids getting curled by like random fans and shit. Like how is that not happening more? Blowing my mind. Uh, yeah, let's not. I don't think we should give that idea out. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You know what? Cut. <laughs> don't release this. I just just throw this. In, I don't even know. Should we just kill ourselves? Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Um, and then the last thing is, what's one secret you don't want your mom to know? See, most people have an actual secret. Mine is like, I kissed a girl once. Blah, you know? It's like, my secrets are so much more deep than my, that my mom would lose her shit with. So it's like, you know, I, I ate uh, pepperoni pizza on Monday. You know what I'm saying? She'd be like, what the fuck did you, hard, uh, uh, you eat pork? You know, so that legit would be a secret that I would hate my mom to know. So you had pepperoni pizza? Yeah. How often do you go home? Once every six months, probably. That makes sense. Like if I yeah. lived under, my mom is very, she, I have a helicopter mom who like gets mad at me okay, and everything. Right. right. But, and it's hard sometimes for me to go home. No, we've gotten better because I've been like, if you want me to come home more, you have to stop grounding me. Right, like I'm 28. Right. Like it's, you got to stop. So we've like <laughs> worked on our relationship. Sure. Where are you from? Virginia. Virginia. Okay. You're from? Dallas, Texas. Ah, right. Mm. Southern boy. Southern boy. Southern belle. Um, but thanks for coming on. This is so fun. Super fun. I knew it was going to be fun. I had no, no doubts in my mind. It's going to be a great you, time. Oh, you can peg me anytime, Anna. We've talked about this. All right? <laughs> yeah. I, I was like you. looking. When you asked if I pegged anyone, I was looking around in your kitchen to see what I can peg you with. Let's see. That's a new segment on the show. What can Hannah peg you with? Okay. Let's see. Uh, that, yeah. yeah, that soap looks like the strongest There's candidate. The, yeah, yeah, soap canister. There's a little toothbrush there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get into it. Get into it. Bristly, a little bristly peg. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? For you? Hell yeah. <laughs> Brush my G spot, baby. Jesus. Yeah, I'm like.
What, what do you think I have candles like this for? <laughs> that was that was white when I got it. That Virgin Mary is just an outline of his ass cheeks. Yeah, I only drink out of glass bottles. <laughs> yeah, that was so crazy. Um, all right. Well, do you want to plug your uh, handle? Okay. Handles. Here we In go. In case anyone wants to have sex um, with you or threaten sure. you. Sure. Sure. Um, or both, as it usually happens nowadays. Um, Usama stands up. U S A M A S T A N D S U P. And then my podcast, Mango Bay, your Mango Bay, Y-O-U-R-M-A-N-G-O-B-A-E. And um, also at Hannah Peggs, H-A-N-N-A-P-E-G-Z, Hannah Peggs. 